Side Hustle Show 130, how to create massive influence and profit from virtual summits, even if you have no audience. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your nine to five may make you a living, but your five to nine makes you alive. And now your host, Nick Loper. What's up, hustlers? Nick Loper here. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Side Hustle Show because, hey, extra income never goes out of style. In this episode, which is number 130, you'll learn how to create massive influence and profit through a virtual summit, even if you have no existing audience. So first up, uh, definitions, right? A virtual summit is like an online conference with, with expert speakers presenting on topics that they're knowledgeable about. You can watch online from the comfort of your own home, so there's no travel expense. They're, they're generally free or very inexpensive to attend. Often you'll see them free for a limited time, followed up by like a lifetime pass, uh, lifetime access that's offered up for sale. So it's great uh, from an attendee standpoint. It's great from a speaker standpoint. It's, it's uh, Speakers get exposure to new audiences, plus potential to earn money as an affiliate, which we'll, we'll get into I've uh, participated in a couple virtual summits so far this year. It's always been a ton of fun to, um, you know, to see who, who else is out there because I, you know, there's, there's always other people online that, that I don't know, that don't know about me, and it's a great, great exposure for speakers, and it's great for the host. This is the really exciting part because a virtual summit is it's like an accelerator in your business growth. It, it fast tracks your authority, your influence, your email list, and your bottom line. Now, this summer, I had the honor of being one of the speakers at Chandler Bolt's Self-Publishing Success Summit, which, if you guys were following along, was just an off-the-charts success. In two weeks, uh, during the summit, Chandler and his team brought in over 20,000 email subscribers. 20,000, just grasp your head around uh, that, that volume there, and did more than $100,000 in revenue for their lifetime past sales. Now, percentage of that obviously is going to their affiliate partners, but just um, off the charts uh, successful with their, uh, with their self-publishing success summit. And today on the show, I'm really excited to introduce you to kind of the behind-the-scenes architect, the puppet master for that event, Navid Moazes. Now, now, Navid, you'll hear me tripping over his name uh, during the recording as well. He's the go-to guy on virtual summits. In uh, in late 2014, so just under uh, a year ago, he hosted the Branding Summit. It was about personal branding and how you can you know build your own you know authority online. And now at the time, he had a a list, a modest list. You know, he had a thousand email subscribers. He'd been blogging. He built up a little bit of a following. But that summit quadrupled that number and generated $20,000 in revenue the month it went live. And the following month, he earned double that, uh, primarily by promoting you know, affiliate, relevant affiliate offers to his new and new and enlarged audience. So then he, he quit his day job and was off to the races. So this is an action-packed episode. Now, as always, I've compiled the notes and highlights along with Navid's top virtual summit tips into a free downloadable PDF uh, for you, you can grab that at sidehustlenation.com slash 130 or through the link in the episode description of your podcast player app. Ready? Let's roll. The branding summit, did, which I did in, the, in late 2014, changed my entire business and life. You know, I was struggling before 
I did the branding summit and came up with this idea that I wanted to position myself as an expert in personal branding. So I just invited a bunch of people on there. And what the result led to, I had a lot of fears before, you know, my promoting it, but the opt-in started coming in. And at the end of that summit, just to go quickly over the results now, added about 3,000 new email subscribers to my list for free. And now I have close to 8,000 in total total on my email list. And I got uh, about 200 sales and $20,000 in profit. I quit my job. I moved abroad, which, you know, now I live in Cancun, but I could (laughs) live anywhere, run my business from my laptop, you know, as long as I have some internet. And that just gives me this freedom, which I always wanted in my life. And, you know, I had some fans when I did my summit, but I turned those fans, which I had, like I had a list of around thousand people when I first did the branding summit. And I turned those fans into super fans and some even into lifelong customers because it was so much value in my summit. I mean, I had, I I went crazy. I had like 88 speakers on my virtual summit. (laughs) It was a little bit too, yeah, it was, it was a little crazy, but I don't recommend people go overboard like that. But anyway, I, I turned those into lifelong customers. When I promote an affiliate, you know, offer, I, I, I endorse to my list or something like that. And they, I have some people, they buy everything, you know, my virtual summit mastery program, all these things they, they're interested in. And that happened because of a summit. I got more premium consulting clients, you know, could charge more. So as you can see, this was a complete game changer for Navid's business. Now, how virtual summits typically make money because they're free to attend. They're they're free to to send out to everybody, and that's how, how it works as a as a list building tactic. But how they make money is by offering an all access pass or lifetime pass because realistically, nobody has sit, time to sit around and watch 88 speakers, right? And so Navid said, hey, if you want to do this on your own pace, you can do that. And he explained how these uh, these summits do that lifetime pass upsell. You know, you have a thank you page right away. When they opt in, they go to this thank you page and there they can, you know, hey, thank you for signing up for the branding summit or self-publishing success summit. And they have like three steps there to, you know, white list the email and then, they have this irresistible offer, which is like, you know, a little bit lower price than it would be after the summit, you know, normally like $97 or something like that. So it feels really easy for people to essentially take action and take out the credit card and just purchase. And that's the power, you know, it's essentially building a a funnel, you know, start with a free offer and then offer something for sale. So it's quite, quite simple. We can get into the tech and what you need for that. But what I wanted to get to is like what happens after the summit is like just so powerful. The month after my summit ended, I made over $40,000 in January of 2015 alone. And, uh, you know, that was through affiliate promotions. You know, I became the number one affiliate for Amit Sethi for his, you know, premium online business training zero to launch. Okay. Even won the, <laughs> won his grand cash prize, you know, of, I think it was like seven thousand five hundred dollars wow, for nice work bringing him. Yeah, I, I won that. I even brought him the most sales in front of John Lee Dumas, uh, Laura Roder, his brother Manish Sethi. So it's not really about how he's, big. He's got his brother promoting his stuff. I love it. Yeah, it was, it's funny. It's, it's quite funny. His brother promoted it, but obviously that makes sense. He's a big email list and all that. But it's not always uh, about how big your list is. My list was about three thousand five hundred people, or maybe a little bit more at the time when I promoted this launch. But I have built up a very good level of engagement and level of trust 
uh, with my audience over some time. And, you know, the summit obviously helped with that and just took things to another level when I then promoted his launch. I also made some pre-sales for my virtual summit program. Since people in my audience, they actually came to me, hey, Navid, how did you put together this epic summit? And it was not something I planned to do to help people create, promote, and profit from the virtual summit. It was not, but it just happened to plan out this way. And then after this, uh, you know, month of January, I got featured on Business Insider, and that article got over 160,000 views alone to this date. So it just snowballed afterwards. You know, got posted on Yahoo Finance. Then it, I got again, I think, on on Business Insider. That article has over 150,000 views. So wow. it just snowballed, and it brought the first article got over 2,000 email subscribers to my list. So you can imagine, like. You do something new and noteworthy, like putting together some epic event or something worth talking about, and then you get featured there and you get a big return. In my case, thousands of new email subscribers to my list, and you know, I mean, thousands of dollars in, in profit to my business. So, Navid quadrupled his email list, made a ton of money. But there's a couple of things I want to point out from this section. Was you know, one, he took the initiative, he took the action to do something noteworthy, to do something remarkable, to do something that offered a ton of value to his his modest audience that he had at the time, and it accelerated from there. And then the snowball keeps spinning and growing, and, and you hear him, heard him talk about, hey, because I did something remarkable, that got me this press attention, which earned me you know more more subscribers, and it just keeps it keeps going from there. The cool thing was he listened to what his audience wanted. And gave it to them. It's very. It sounds very simple, but like, you know, hey, how did you put together this summit? Okay, maybe there's something in there. And before that, it was like, hey, people really took uh, an interest in this article I wrote on personal branding. Oh, I, maybe I should, maybe I should do something there. And it just keeps going from and going from there. And the cool thing is, this can be applied to just about any industry. It works in any niche, basically. I've seen it in. Uh in the cinema, cinematography or something like that. I've seen a great summit that, that, there. I've seen in the travel space. I've seen, I see pretty much any niche with a summit. It just works. It's just how you position it. And, you know, there's a lot of things that goes into that we can talk about, but I've seen it in all across different niches. Very cool. If uh, So let's kind of like you say if I'm... Uh, if I'm starting out, if I want to host a summit of my of my own, like how, what's the first thing do I need to do? Like a kind of line up the speakers or is there something before that? Yeah, I mean, it's something I talk about a lot, especially, you know, in my, I have a seven step cheat sheet. And the first step there is to uh, define your profitable virtual summit theme. And what I mean by that is coming up with, so you go after the right niche pretty much. So what what field do you want to position yourself as an expert in? Or if you have a business, you know, maybe you can even survey your audience and see what they're interested in hearing more about. You know, what speakers do they want on there? And uh, it's important that you don't go with, let's say you're in the online marketing space or online business, online business summit. It doesn't say so much. It, it, you have to go more specific than that. And that's why the self-publishing success summit was such a success. It was like, you know, people who wanted to write and publish and market the, the first book and turn that into um, a six-figure business, and they sign up for this. They're like, okay, they were both nonfiction and fiction writers that signed up, but it was mostly probably targeted to uh, nonfiction. But that's what we saw with it. Like, that's the power of going super, super specific. That's why we, one of the reasons, not the only reason, we were great at promotion too, but 
people signed up like crazy because it was very specific, you know, in terms of what, the result they could get by going through the summit. Right. And this cheat sheet is available at virtualsummitmastery.com slash cheat sheet. So if you guys want to check that out and follow along. That's great. And, you know, something else I wanted to mention, obviously, that's great with, you know, uh, defining a profitable virtual summit theme. And something else that goes into this step is also thinking about, do you have any relationships with the influencers in your field? If you have that, that's great. Start going after those. You know, that's that's like the first thing. Maybe you can even get some introductions to some speakers. And so it may, just makes it a little bit easier. But, you know, if if you want to do summit like four to maybe four to five months from now, don't like wait until the time you want to start preparing it. Like say, okay, let's see how who I'm going to invite on. Start preparing in advance. Build relationships, you know, with people before you actually need them. That's so important because people like to help their friends. It's much easier to say yes to someone you know who it is. For example, if I were to invite you on a summit, Nick, you know, you know, you know me for quite some time. It's easier to say yes, maybe even promote the summit to your list and social media and so on. Mm-hmm. So, I would I would totally say. That's the first thing I would do when it comes, maybe putting together a brainstorm document with all these things, starting planning it together a little bit so you don't come out of nowhere and you you think it's going to work. It's better to have a planning. You know, with Chandler, with the Self-Publishing Success Summit, we actually created like a brainstorm document first. And, you know, he came to me, okay, these are the speakers, you know, I would like to invite them on kind of a you know, hit list or, you know, with a list of speakers and, you know, make that bigger than the number you want to have on your summit. Since some people might will probably say no or they don't have time at the moment. So that's the first thing before you even start inviting speakers on. And even before inviting them on, get a landing page up, get a simple landing page up so you can start putting speakers on there so they see that your summit is of high quality, looks great and so on. Do Do you pay for the speaker's time? I normally don't recommend you pay speakers to be part of a summit. At least that's not something I've done for any summits or the ones that my clients and students put together. Let's say you want someone like Gary Vaynerchuk or Tim Ferriss on your summit. You might actually have to pay pay for them or at least buy a lot of books in their case because they are just so big they wouldn't have time. Okay, That's not something I've personally explored, but I know – I know there's always a way to get around things and you just have to be creative. And if you have money to invest in this, go for it, you know, go for it. But especially if you're doing your first summit, you don't have to go so far. You can still get some great, great names. You know, we had like Brian Tracy on, we had Michael Port, we had so many. I mean, we had you on there. We had like a lot of great names on self-publishing success summit. I had the same for the branding summit, you know, even before I established, you know, everything, it was just I invited people on and a lot of people said yes. And I found like a few key aspects when it comes to influencers actually saying yes to be a speaker on your summit. And the first thing is really if you have an established relationship with them already from before, maybe you've talked to them on social media. It doesn't have to be that much. Maybe you share their blog post or interacting with them in some way. So the email you're sending them is actually warm and not cold you know that makes a big difference and that's not something that is so hard to do in the beginning it's just you have to put a little bit of time into it yeah, this is this is something that you're a pro at and this probably started a year or a year and a half ago like every right. every new blog post i would put up and i would log into twitter and see my notifications and i would see that navid had shared that 
and it would be like, here's the latest post from yeah. at Ann Loper. And I'd be like, this guy is awesome. He shares all of my stuff. And I'm like, I'm sure it's like all automated. Then I can look at your feed and be like, oh, he's doing this for everybody. So everybody is, you know, logging into their Twitter notifications and seeing the exact same thing and probably having the exact same reaction. Hey, this guy's awesome. He shares all my stuff. Yeah. I mean, I did this for a few people. I mean, I did it for quite a I mean, people I wanted to build a relationship with. I mean, obviously, I checked out their content. <laughs> I made sure I, I knew what their content is about. It's not like I would just put it on auto and I don't know if it would be a great fit for my audience. But in this case, it's a great fit. You know, I knew already, like, your podcast is great. Your blog posts, they are of high quality. So I, I used, used a tool for that called twitterfeed.com. It's just you can set up with a, you know, Twitter handle, and it's, it's very straightforward. You just, like, have to make sure you add, like, via, Nick, you know, at, like, what's your Twitter? Nick, Nick Looper or something? At, at and Looper, yeah. And Loper, yeah, right. Or at Navid Moises, for example. That's just, you have to make sure so they get notified. That's that's very important. But other than that, it's very straightforward. I found it working well on Twitter. I tested it on Facebook. It's not as powerful on Facebook to share things automatically. But on Twitter, it works great. And that's what I did. But not only that, like you can leave thoughtful comments, stuff like that. And if you don't have the relationship established already can do you have a friend who can introduce you to this influencer you know that could also work great and something else here is that the people usually you know judge judge you know the summit by by how it looks a little bit you okay. know if in the design we had a very powerful and great design for the self-publishing success summit and it just gets people you know excited to put their name on there their face and that's also quite important. When I'm speaking to speakers, why they say yes, they, some mention actually the design is very important. And also the other experts you have on the summit, you know, if you are featured alongside Michael Port, Brian Tracy, you know, maybe Neil Patel and other, a lot of other people, it's easier to say yes, you know, because maybe you are friends with them or at least you know who they are. It's just this social proof. It builds on it. And you can include that when you're reaching out to someone, even if it's cold. You should at least you should at least reach out, but with you know something positive. Maybe you read a blog post of theirs. Maybe you had a result by going through something you read or a podcast or something like that, or read their book. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. include that in the first sentence of the email, and then you can you know mention uh, who you have on your summit. You know, I'm putting together this epic summit about you know maybe if it's a self-publishing success summit, you would mention some speakers you have on there. And then would you be interested to be part of it? You know, and then you can don't keep it too long. Just keep it straight to the point and get people excited. And they, so they say an initial yes. And then you can get on a kind of a pre-call with them and give them more details and emails, what's involved, the promotion, you know, schedule scheduling for the interview and so on. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is even if you don't have a huge audience uh, of your own, you can kind of borrow some influence from mm-hmm. from influential speakers. You don't have to pay them or, you know, you should probably, if you don't have budget, don't definitely don't worry about paying speakers <laughs> right. to do that. Try and build whatever relationship you can or or highlight whatever relationship you can or, or get a third party uh, introduction to some of these speakers. And I, like, so in Chandler's case, you know, we've done a couple of podcasts, we've hung out in person, like, you know, it was, it was no problem. But like a couple of people have approached me, you know, okay, I've, I've never heard of you. I've never heard of your, any of your other speakers. And that's a little bit more of like, uh, you know, I don't really know, you know, what this is. I don't know if this is a great fit, but it's like, even if you have, um, you know, a small, a small sliver of a relationship, like that 
can make uh, a big, big difference. Yeah, and it's not hard to build. I mean, it's it's hard to build like a, a real solid friendship. But that's not what I mean by saying like you need a relationship. You need them. It, it's good if they know a little bit about you. For example, when I reach out to someone, I not all the time, but in some case, I try to you know have some form of established relationship from maybe Facebook or Twitter, whatever mm-hmm. I'm using. I'll try to like, you know, comment on their post or share their content. But if you don't have that, you just do do what I said, just like read something of theirs. Maybe you can leave a book review. If they are, if they're an author and very busy, you can leave a video review of their of their book. Mm-hmm. Or I've heard actually something very powerful if you want to go the extra mile is to send a video invitation to the speaker like tell them why you want them on their summit why they are the best fit for your summit and just do that they never get video invitations pretty much and you that's a great way to stand out from the crowd okay interesting now how many do you have a rule of thumb for how many how many speakers make a uh, make for a killer event like you said maybe not 88 or 80 definitely not 88 i mean that's that's just i mean i had 88 because i wanted to create the like most epic resource <laughs> for personal branding ever created. And I think I, I think I did a pretty I think you good job at that. <laughs> yeah, just like I worked all the time. So I didn't have a team. I just had my designer helping me. So I don't recommend that. Like it just takes a lot of time with the planning and it's just difficult in terms of you don't need that. It, a rule of thumb, I would say what I see when I modeled people in, in the past around 20 to 30 people, I've seen live summits with less speakers like Marissa Mary Troy, she has like 10 to 15 or something like that on her summits okay. that were great. It depends really on the le- on the relationships you have with some people, how, because you can kind of estimate a little bit how big your summit will be in terms of how how much the speakers will promote and the other people you know in your space that might promote. But I would say 20, 30 people, you know, this great speakers that make sense for your event. Maybe in some cases, you know, with Chandler, we had almost 50. And that worked great because we had a good structure of the event. So in like three to four interviews per day through a 10 to 15 day period, that's pretty good. Okay, wow. Yeah, I can run for a long time. I think I think it was yours... <laughs> Even seven days, like seven to 15 days. It doesn't, like I've seen from seven to 15 days. My summit was 30 days. It was nuts. I don't recommend that. It's like sending emails every day. It, wor- it worked for me well, but I, it's better to do it over a concentrated period of time, I think. I've, I've seen Nick Answorth of Life on Fire. He did like one spread out where he, where he would have like an interview every other week live and that worked for him. So it's different ways of approaching this. Yeah, I think I remember getting your message and, and you know, about the branding summit and i was like yeah I, I must have missed the part about it being virtual and i was like man this thing is going on forever like people are traveling <laughs> or like i didn't understand it but i was like okay now right. i get it now i get it you so you had the the lifestyle lifestyle architects podcast what made the material from the summit different from from a podcast interview like if i wanted to do this the side hustle virtual summit like how would that be different sure. from from these shows yeah, I can say that would be probably a very popular summit. But uh, I can tell you also that I say that Versus Summit is like a podcast on steroids, but it's so much more than that. You know, it's, uh, yeah, the positioning, you know, can be, you know, is a little bit different. It's perceived as higher value, you know, with a summit than just a regular podcast interview. But you want to look at, you know, Virtual Summit the same way you would look at, at it when you're creating a product or an online course. Actually, it's very similar. That's how we approached it with the self-publishing success summit and why it turned out so well. 
uh, you know, the, obviously the similarity with the podcast, you know, is that you interview experts in your field, not just audio. I don't, wouldn't recommend just doing audio. I would actually recommend doing it via Skype, video, or Google Hangouts. Just that's also perceived as higher value. You can also have it in audio version and and the video, just better. And you feature a bunch of experts on your summit. But not only that, you know, you grow your list rapidly. You borrow off their authority. And here's my, the best part, I think, is that you don't actually have to create all the content since you're interviewing the influencers for your summit. And essentially, they are creating the product for you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, the, it's not just interviewing a bunch of people. I mentioned this, you know, that's how it can be similar to podcasts. You know, maybe a podcast is like... Uh, 25 to 45 minutes or something like that. And you have different topics every time. So it doesn't follow a real structure. And I've seen a lot of people do these kind of summits where they just line up a bunch of interesting people, but it doesn't follow some faces or like in, in courses like modules or something like that. I mean, you've probably been through a bunch of courses yourself, Nick. And, you know, most great courses out there, they actually follow a very step-by-step system or process. And that's what we wanted to do with this summit we we created with the Self-Publishing Success Summit. We wanted to essentially make it so people could, could go through this and get some great results, actionable results. And that, w- that would be the end goal of it. Mm-hmm. You know, they could monetize, you know, their efforts uh, with publishing their book. And we had three phases. Uh, the first was writing. The second was marketing, publishing. And then we had a monetizing phase. So in each phase, we kind of generally went back and forth, like who would go into the first phase. And that's how we planned out with the speakers, where they actually would fit in the best. And and that's how it turned out to be this epic summit. But also, I would see it more as a course or an intro course to maybe a high-end product Chandler has. So it's mm-hmm. essentially the same way he would teach it in his program. And a little bit more in-depth than just a regular 20 to 30-minute podcast interview. Maybe go a little bit more like 45 minutes to an hour to get some more meat, get the most valuable information you can out of the speakers you know so they share their most high level stuff essentially and yes some some summits they go with pitching at the end we didn't have that we didn't want it to be about the pitches we wanted to be about the content oh with the with the guests doing a pitch for their own thing yeah like i've seen that with marissa murgatroyd summit and they work they were great you know that's a great way to monetize the summit with affiliate commissions from speakers product and whatever they have going on mm. and we did link up speakers books under below the videos you know in the inner pages for each speaker we did link that up and we did link up occasionally some products if they had that if they made sense but we didn't, they didn't make like a hard pitch with slides and all that you would see on a webinar. We didn't yeah. want that. We wanted to make it solely about the content. But both ways would work. It just depends on what you want for your summit. Okay, okay. No, that's an interesting uh, monetization angle for sure. Let's get into the kind of the production side. How much, how much lead time does it take to pull something like this off? I would recommend uh, putting aside around three months uh, from start to finish, like especially if you want to create a really great event. Uh, I mean, if you have very little online marketing experience, as I mentioned, it's like all pieces. It's like all pieces involved in online marketing, like creating a summit. You need to create high converting landing pages, building relationships with influencers, creating thank you order pages, inner pages, setting uh-huh, up a funnel. Uh-huh. It's a lot of pieces that goes into this. And if you have no online marketing experience, it's going to be a little bit overwhelming to learn all these things in a short time. So maybe four to five months is more realistic. If you are a beginner, if you are more seasoned and you know your stuff, maybe 
two to three months. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> a lot of moving parts that goes into this. Yeah, definitely. What? So I noticed. So you mentioned Infusionsoft, and most they're using lead pages. Uh, yep. What's the technology picture look like behind the scenes to get this done? And maybe are, is there a more bootstrappy way to, to, to yeah, get this right. without that investment? Yes. First, I can go into the way we, we did it with the self-publishing success summit and a little bit similar how I did it with the branding summit. So at my designer on board, we created a custom WordPress theme. And that's what we use essentially for if you go to selfpublishingsuccesssummit.com, I think it's still you know live. You can see the landing page there. And if you were, if you were part of it, you could see actually the inner pages that was just essentially free WordPress, you know, like it was free, not protected content at all. So anyone could visit, but we had, we made the interviews go, go live. We had specific times when each interview go live. So I scheduled this, actually there's a little hack I came up with for his summit. I don't know why I didn't do it for mine. I kind of went in there manually, but for this one, I scheduled everything to go live at a specific time and it made it a lot easier. And then when we were to remove the, the interview, I just put it in draft or remove the remove the video essentially so that's pretty pretty simple it's not even protected from uh, from uh, for the free part of the summit and don't go cheap on the hosting you know really like don't use like a blue host or something like that and i mean unless you are on a on a, your own servers but I, I i don't recommend it because this summit went down actually with the because they, they were on a not so good and not oh, so good really? solution. I didn't know if that was like, yeah, the server really crashed or if that yeah. was like them being marketers. Yeah, they got so many <laughs> clicks. So, so that, that went down. So I, I don't recommend that. I, I recommend like going on a great solution. I use flywheel. It's, I never had any problems with this for my summit or for when I got featured on Business Insider, got like tens of thousands of people to visit my website. I didn't have, I never had any. Okay any problems that that's a great solution wp engine i know that they have great great stuff and cloud waste that's what my friend jan used for his summit it worked great for him so just go a little bit more premium on the hosting you know that's that's kind of my number one advice when it comes to technology and obviously you need you need the domain for for the for the summit and then for the protected content you go with wishlist member or anything that can protect you know content online pretty much. But wishlist is what we are using. It's like ninety seven bucks for a single license, and that's what we use for the all access pass. When someone purchases, uh, you know the summit, they get added to you know the the buyers list or you know buyers tag, and then they they get an email so they can log into the membership area, which is essentially. A separate website you know it's just members dot publishing success summit.com or something like okay, that and okay. they can log in vimeo we didn't use that for self-publishing success summit but it was because we didn't have time but i do recommend going with a vimeo pro to like protect your videos so people can't embed them on other websites like you can protect that so you say only it's available on for example, your website or whatever whatever you want it to be okay so vimeo pro is like 197 bucks then email service provider. You don't have to go with Infusionsoft. That's more premium. But Aweber, Mail. Sorry, what did you end up using for video for self-publishing? We use just YouTube, but we are moving it to Vimeo. So for the for the paid content, I I recommend Vimeo Pro. It just it's just better since people can't embed them. They don't see the YouTube link, so they can yeah, yeah, click yeah. over to YouTube and download the videos, all this stuff. So you can protect all this if you're using 
uh, Vimeo Pro or even Vistia, but uh, be a little bit careful if you're using Vistia for, especially if you're getting a lot of people on your summit, so you don't, uh, you know, the bandwidth <laughs> can go up to thousands of dollars if you're unlucky. Oh, okay, so, okay. It's a, yeah, a pay-per-use so kind of yeah, thing versus Vimeo is, is yeah, unlimited. Yeah, something like this. It can work great for online courses when you're not getting crazy views, but when you're, you probably don't have thousands of people you know every day watch your your videos in an online course but with a summit it happened we got like thousands of views for our videos every single day and you know with a solution like that wouldn't be very economical okay. so email service provider aweber or like mailchimp if you're like starting out is great what i used for branding summit was aweber set it up in there worked fantastic and infusionsoft is great if you want to be able to automate some things you know, down the road, set up funnels, and if you're more advanced and have that already, Infusionsoft mm-hmm. is what we use for the latest summit here. Okay, but you could get by with, with a MailChimp. Oh, yeah, okay. definitely, definitely. Don't, don't invest in something more than you need for the moment, you know, especially if you're starting out. That would, wouldn't be that great. So, you know, I've also heard, like, since, since it can cost, like I mentioned, with a custom WordPress site, a few thousand dollars, you know, there's also options to use, like, Themes out there, which is easy to customize. You know, I know Jan, Jan used, I think, a theme, but he he's a designer, but he may manage to customize it and help some people do it with this theme. ClickFunnels is what Anthony Tran used for traffic generation all-stars. Uh, you know, that worked out very well for him. It looked fantastic. Uh, I've seen people use even lead pages. There's some templates there. You know, so there's not an ultimate solution for creating a sum, creating all the pages with a summit. I wouldn't say that. ClickFunnels, they might be close, but they don't have an affiliate program as of this recording. In terms of cost, a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars. You know, even if you want to spend on ads, it can go even more. You know, we had prices, stuff like that for the latest summit. Obviously, we counted that we make a lot of money, so it made sense for us to to do this. When you are doing a summit from start, you don't know the numbers, really. So. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on adding prices and having this massive affiliate launch, all this. It, it just make it very simple for yourself. Sign up for an affiliate program. Yes, I would recommend you do that so you learn the process. And if you're not using like Infusionsoft, which has it built in, you can use if ClickFunnels comes out with it, they, they will be great. Uh, Deal Guardian is what I used for my summit. Deal Guardian was great. Uh, ClickBank. It's pretty good. You just have to be aware of that they have some strict rules that you need to be, be able to deliver content and right when people purchase. So just you, it's safe to kind of reach out to them before and ask them the terms of conditions, etc. And one shopping cart is another one Jan used for the WP Summit. It worked pretty well for him. It's not it's not the best solution, I wouldn't say, with affiliate programs. There's always like some hiccups there, here and there. So it's just do the make the best out of it. I would say. Okay, so one shopping cart is a is a potential potential affiliate. Uh, yeah, Deal Guardian and ClickBank too would would uh, would work great if you have all the content pretty much ready in terms of when you start promoting and people starting to buy, purchase all access pass. You need to be able to deliver something in a in a protected membership area, so it's not you know empty in there because they check it out if you okay. use Click, uh, ClickBank or Deal Deal Guardian. Okay, okay. Well, let, let's talk about the affiliate side because this is where the the self publishing summit really blew up in my mind. Hey, we're going to recruit all of these uh, influential speakers, and I was very flattered to be included among them. And they're going to send it out to their email list, which I was happy to do because I was like, look, look at all these amazing speakers. And Chandler would send me notes. He's like, dude, you're not going to believe who I just got. And 
you know, so it was, it was an exciting thing. It was a very high value thing to share with, with my audience with my followers. And on top of that, it was like, okay, if anyone registers for the, it's, it's totally free, but if anyone does buy the lifetime access, you'll get half of that or you'll get 50% of that as affiliate commission. Like, okay, great. Is that typically how these things are promoted to incentivize the, the speakers to share with their, with their audience? Yeah, I mean that that's obviously one way. I mean to get speakers to promote there's there's a lot of things that comes to mind to me and you mentioned one thing like yeah, they get 50% of the all access pass, but honestly that's not for most speakers, especially if they have a successful business making 48 bucks of an all access pass is not so much, you know. That's not very so, exciting. For most yeah, people, I was I was happy for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I, <laughs> great, but I mean for most people it's not maybe the main incentive why they're promoting it in the first place. So right, well, the, the main incentive is like hey, this is this is I believe this to be valuable information. Right, right. And you know there's a lot of speakers speakers that uh, frequent a lot of summits and I've actually asked them, uh, asked those speakers, you know, what, what makes you really promote this summit to your most valuable asset, your email list? I asked them this question because I was like, I was curious. I see mm-hmm. them on many different summits and some summits they promote and some summits they won't promote. Maybe they share it on Twitter, but I mean, we all know social media doesn't drive a ton of people to sign up. We want more people to check out our summit. So the first thing I, w- I would say is obviously having, as you said, have something valuable that they want to share with their audience, you know, and also that it, in terms of how, the way it looks, the way it comes to, is put together, the graphics of the speakers, you know, I've seen so many horrible summits, excuse the expression, but it's really makes me cringe, you know, and from, from the outreach actually to the promotion, I can tell you what I mean by that. You know, some people, they send this long email to me and they have at the end, you know, if you agree, sign the contract and we let's uh, let's schedule the interview. I'm like, in the first email, you want me to sign something? I don't even know you. Yeah. So that's not the right way. I mean, I mentioned some ways how you should go about it here in this interview already. But it's – and then they also – and not only that, in the contract, it says you need to send one or two emails to your email list. And it it, it feels like a prison pretty much. Like you have to do this. You have what, – what's in it for me? Yeah. You know, I'm bringing my – my knowledge to your summit and if you only want me because i have a decent sized list and an engaged audience i don't know if i want to be a speaker on this summit in the first place yeah that was one that was one i turned down because that was just i don't know i guess i guess the intention behind all of these is yeah that, that the speakers would share with their with their list but that was a big turnoff for one of them because mm-hmm. I was like, Dude, I don't even know you. Like it was, it was just kind of a weird one, so, right? So, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean that's what most people say. You know, that's like people they want to grow their audience. Yes, I also wanted to grow my audience with the branding. So I'm not gonna say no. I mm-hmm. just wanted to feature a lot of people and you know share great content with my existing list. No, I wanted to grow my audience. Chandler, he wanted to grow his audience. That's why we partner up on this project yeah. as well. He wanted to get at least ten thousand. Opt-ins. Now we happen to get even more because it was so great. We got twenty over twenty-five thousand people sign up to this event, and that happened because we didn't put all eggs in one basket in the first place. We didn't only have speakers to promote. We had other affiliates on board. That's why how, how we could get it 
to reach so many more people. And I would say this also, we actually had an affiliate manager to help out with a lot of these things in terms of not only getting our speakers to promote, but also reaching out to other partners. And you make it super clear and easy for the speakers and affiliates to promote. And, you know, in terms of you, we sent email copy to speakers and non-speakers, you know, banner images, graphics, all this helped. I'm sure you can attest to this, Nick, like we made it like, super easy for you to just share it with your list maybe tweak a few things here and there so it makes sense for your voice to share with your list yeah this is the this is probably the most important part of it because you don't want to go through the effort to record all these videos to do the tech stuff to get the back end the the payment processing the you know get the whole site set up and then not have anybody promote it like this is the whole this is this is like the success or failure of the summit like rides on this promotion and we should give matt yeah. mcwilliams uh who, who ran the affiliate thing uh, a shout out for this he did an awesome uh-huh. job and it was kind of funny to see his name because i remember him from like you know these affiliate marketing forums that you know i was participating back like you know five six yeah. years ago so it was cool to see him and and some of the stuff that he did like you say he was sending out like the leaderboard kind of like getting people pumped up he was sending out you know sample email scripts which were super helpful like you know, if I have to write something completely from scratch, like that's much more done. That's a, just one more hurdle to overcome. Like if you give me some sample, okay, I can tweak that. I can work with that. If you're giving, if you're giving out like sample graphics for Facebook, for Twitter, like that stuff is awesome. Like all that stuff that's going on, like trying to make it, make it easy for people to promote. And then what was cool, finding people even beyond the speakers who, Hey, this might be a good fit for your audience too, if you want to share. Right. And I mean, in terms of if you don't have an affiliate manager, you have to maybe go out in Facebook groups, different relevant Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups. I mean, you have to be a little bit creative with this, like mm-hmm. if, especially if you are new, you don't know so many people in your space already. If you know people, that's great. You know, if it's a great event. And, you know, in Chandler's case, we actually had this high-end product. You mentioned how we get pre- people really excited to promote as well. We actually had not only the all-access pass. First, they sign up for free. They purchase the all-access pass. You know, that's a, you know, obviously 50% commission for the speakers and affiliates. That's great. But not only this, we had actually a lifetime uh, cookie added. If they were to purchase a Chandler's high-end program, self-publishing school, they also got 40% on that anytime. So mm-hmm. if they purchase in two years from now, you will get a commission there, Nick. So like that, that was powerful. And if you have a business, like a six to seven figure business already, or even if you just have a product you know, in place that is a little bit more expensive that can add value for speakers and other affiliates to promote, because other affiliates, especially if you don't know them that well, they maybe want something in it for them. And usually it helps if it's a great event, obviously, to share with their audience and also if they can make some money off it. So <laughs> that was a big in for uh, that we get a lot of, lot of people to promote and also that we had a great, great conversion uh, from the summit. Yeah, this is, uh, this is just great. Like there's so many, I can see so many benefits. I'm, I'm thinking of like, man, these guys built a 25,000 person email list in a matter of yeah. two weeks. And I haven't shared the most exciting thing yet. You know, I, I, you know, we talked initially about my summit led to what it led for, I mean, for Chandler is just amazing. You know, we talked about it a little bit, like 25,000 opt-ins, uh, but we got also where 1,100 sales for the all access pass and now we don't even count what's going to come in afterwards for self-publishing school i'm sure you know this six-figure summit we actually generate over six figures in revenue from from the self-publishing success summit wow that will lead into Chandler's high-end program self-publishing school and that can just turn into this seven-figure empire pretty much and 
it's just phenomenal what a summit can do. Such a such a like so many different ways you can go, right? Like if you if you're just starting out, hey, here's a way to build influence and to build your audience and build your list and and you know right. borrow some authority from people who already have it. This is a way to to make money in the near term, like you said, twenty thousand dollars in in your case for the branding summit, a hundred thousand dollars in revenue for the self publishing summit. Now that you got to subtract out affiliate commissions off of that, but you know some big big dollar figures there. Plus, as just lead generation for you know whatever other business you want to put at the mm-hmm. at the back end like lots of different ways yeah. and i haven't even touched upon something like i'm i just man i just reminded myself like for jan's jan summit the uh, wp summit about wordpress mm-hmm. you know he he didn't he didn't do the massive so he grew his list with like 600 percent. he had a very small list when he started so it was still great so this is like worth even if you're new to the game you can grow your list with thousands to thousands of people and uh he actually had sponsors on board for his summit. So he, he reached out to a lot of these big WordPress blogs like WP Engine, you know, Cloudways, I believe GoDaddy, a lot of blogs like that. And they actually gave him, gave him the opportunity to have a few thousand dollars already from start, you know. Wow. And also being, you know, he got like, I think, free hosting from cloud. It's different things. So it's just like endless opportunities, oh, you know. awesome. Yeah, like. Imagine like having a few thousand dollars just coming from sponsorships. If you have a, a health summit, you can have a lot of you know supplements, whatever you want to feature there, like food. And in the online marketing case, it makes sense to have like you know domain names, you know maybe tools you are using and endorsing yourself and your business, like lead pages or something like that. Then you can make money from from them either as an affiliate. Even if you don't get the sponsor, you can like, still include the logos on your site and say sponsored by or at least endorsed by. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, when people click on this and purchase, you make uh, you know commission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm uh, you, you got my gears turning about the about the the forthcoming side hustle virtual summit. Right, uh, I would love to see that. I don't know, man. It's like, <laughs> do, do you do you see these lasting a while, or do you see this being something that is mm-hmm. you know the fad for this year and next, and then it's well, kind of done? I mean, I I think since they have been around for a very long time, a very long time, you know, people keep doing them and they work they okay. they work extremely well. It's like podcasting has been around forever and it's just growing. And I think the thing with virtual summits, like people have to realize, you know, there's so many different aspects and different markets, you know, there's all, it's not just like, for example, we, we are in the online marketing space. We see a lot of these summits, you know, it's not only this field and there's so many different topics you could cover so many different angles. And, mm-hmm. and also it's a great ways to stand out. You know, you, you were part of Anthony Tran summit, you know, he did one of the most impressive jobs I've seen with the video production, like, you know, great video branding. So there's many ways to have your, you know, what I call the hook of your summit and really making that great. You know, Marissa Murray-Troy, she has the superhero theme, which works great. Anthony had the all-star theme combined with, you know, his great video branding for his, uh, do you remember, for his summit. Do you remember what he used for video recording? Uh, he used Skype, but he he edited with ScreenFlow. I, mean, I forgot to mention, like okay, Google Hangouts or or Skype Skype uh, Skype with Ecamm Call Recorder works great with for actually producing the interviews or recording this. Okay. And then you have to use like an editing software. I am very simple when it comes to editing. I just put it in there, you know, export it to like 1,287, or something like that. But he he went the extra mile to create the most amazing videos I've seen on any summit or interview for that matter. So, 
that's a way to stand out if you know how to do it or if you want to take the extra time that's that's worth it i mean speakers love it you know if you can do something like that they they want to be part of it i'm sure they want to promote the i saw he put out these preview videos on youtube and that's a great way to obviously promote uh, your event if you rank for the speaker's name and they also can share it on their social media and so on. So there's so many ways to stand out. So I don't think summits will go anywhere soon or <laughs> at least not disappear. I mean, people just have to create these epic summits, not just any summit you see out there and you get invited on and you, it makes you cringe. You have to create a great <laughs> experience, treat it as a product, then you, you'll have a lot of success. Okay. I like it. It's virtualsummitmastery.com and then virtualsummitmastery.com slash cheat sheet. Yeah, this is my seven-step cheat sheet to basically create, promote, and profit from your virtual summit. A lot of things. I've shared some things here today, and there's some more steps. Actually, Chandler, he went through this. Before we started working together, he kind of filled out the blanks a little bit in my cheat sheet, and it worked <laughs> quite well for him. So feel free to check that out if you're interested. Obviously, my main website is uh, navidmoises.com. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks so much for joining me. And let's wrap things up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Focus on building authentic, powerful relationships before you actually need them. That's how I got people to promote my summit like crazy, even though it was not as professional as Chandler's, you know, in terms of all the things we had, the affiliate manager, I did it pretty much by myself. And it was because I had the relationships in place. So Mm -hmm. use some of the tips I shared here today, like going out there, commenting on their blogs, leaving a, you know, a video reviews for a book if they have that, you know, maybe even joining a mastermind or course, you know, the influencer has. Like just go the extra mile to add value to someone and you will get a lot of things in return yourself moving forward. I can I can definitely attest to that. Navi, thanks so much for joining me and we'll catch up with you soon. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is brought to you by Lead Pages. Last year, I was the world's most reluctant Lead Pages customer because I didn't want yet another monthly subscription service commitment. But the results in the 12 months since then have converted me from a hesitant buyer to a Lead Pages evangelist. This software makes my life easier every day and has helped me make exponential strides in growing Side Hustle Nation over the past year. It's it's paid for itself many times over. I don't know what I was so worried about, but that's just how I am. Now, when, when you're ready to make the investment, use my affiliate link, sidehustlenation.com slash lead pages, forward me your receipt, and I'll shoot over a copy of the exact step-by-step process I use the software for. Sound good? That's sidehustlenation.com slash lead pages. So when can I mark my calendar for your virtual summit? Are you convinced? And this has got me this has got me going. Um, it's something I definitely want to test out in the future. So let me know what you think. Leave a comment at sidehustlenation.com slash 130. While you're there, you can check out all the links uh, Navid shared. And uh, you can also grab a copy of the free PDF uh, highlight reel document that I created for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen. And I'll catch up with you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 